Welcome to Episode 6 of the Medical Receptionist Network Podcast. I am your host, Siobhan Atkins. Don't forget to grab your copy of the Medical Receptionist Network Handbook for Success, available on Amazon. You can also visit our website at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com. You can have access to the handbooks there as well as contact us and um, show any interest in our online training or group uh, group training for your office or your coworkers. Today on episode six, we are joined with guest Cynthia Bellavin, who I'm going to call Cindy if you don't mind. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, so thank you for joining us. And today, can you just let everyone know where you're from and how long you've been working in healthcare? I uh, work at Brunswick Hills OBGYN in East Brunswick, New Jersey, and I've been in healthcare for about since 2010, so eight years. Okay. Now, was that your first position was was with Brunswick Hills, or did you start with another healthcare facility? No, Brunswick Hills was my first healthcare position. Okay. Okay. And what specialty are so it's OBGYN? So have you worked? Um, in OBGYN throughout your whole career? Yes. Okay. Okay, great. So what made you become a receptionist? I was going back to work after um, taking care of the kids, and I just needed a job, so I applied. Actually, I knew someone at work there, so they needed help with the front desk. She asked me if I'd be interested, and I did. I was, so I applied, and they hired me. And I was there ever since. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So before you became a receptionist, were you in any other industries um, before you started your family? Uh, Before I started my family, I was in, um, I used to do data entry in um, Manhattan. Okay. For a company, it was called TIAA. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so you were commuting and everything. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, so did, did any of your... Um, you know, work history there and some of the skills that you need needed transfer into your position with Brunswick Hills? Yes. Yeah, all my data entry, anything, you know, for accuracy and, yes, not as far as medical, but as far as, you know, and anything else went, working with a computer and all that, phones. Right, right, because some of those skills, they definitely stay with you, you know, as we move on, so that's good. And so... Since you've been in the industry for eight years, what do you think would be the most influential, like the biggest lesson you've learned, whether it be about customer service or healthcare itself, um, you know, just being a part of, you know, I I didn't mention that we did work together, so I, I know what you do very well, and um, I know the certain kind of things that you deal with, but for everyone else, can you just tell them what you know, what you've learned that um, has been most influential in your career and, you know, what's been very helpful for you to, to be good at, at what you're doing and, you know, have this longevity? Um, well, I will say that you were an amazing manager. You were oh, a great thanks. person to work with. And, um, I mean, customer service, I mean, care. Well, I'd love to take care of people. I love to see people, you know, happy and, you know, when they come in all stressed and, you know, worried about their appointment. We take care of that before they even get past, you know, the front desk. Right, right. Um, 
I like to, you know, know my job, know what I'm talking to the people about as far as, like, their procedures or, you know, booking their appointments. And right. Just, so being knowledgeable you know, is very important to, yes. to be able to convey that to, to the patients and make them feel more comfortable. Yes. If I, if I can't, you know, if I don't know what I'm talking about, they're not going to feel more comfortable about what's going to, ha- you know, what their appointment is or their procedure is. Or So, yes, I feel like, you know, being able to, you know, speak with them and, you know, just have, you know, a relationship with them. Right, right. From the second That's they awesome. come in, I feel like their appointment is that much better. Absolutely. And I have to tell you guys, Cindy used to sit at the most active desk and probably still does <laughs> of the front desk and, I you do. know, take it on, you know, that responsibility. That's kind of a big deal because as soon as someone opens the door, they're the first person you see and most of the time they're going to come right to you. So you had, you know, always have dealt with a very heavy load and I, I thought you did that very well and you were very, you know, organized and able to kind of navigate your way through that, whether it was a really, really crazy day or just kind of a normal day. So I always admired that about you. I don't know if I would always want to have that seat myself, but Thank you. <laughs> you did that very well. Thank you. I, that's, I, but I feel like I'm, I'm good at, so that's what, that's like my strong point. So I like right. that. That's, that's amazing. Cause, because, you know, if, when you play to your strengths, you're, you're going to have a better time doing what you do, and you're going to benefit your patients as well as your coworkers. I'm sure they appreciate that you do that as well. Yeah, um, I feel it, yes, because if they see me doing it, then everybody else does it. Right, right, right. Oh, that's great. So, so for, for you and, and the patient experience is very important. So what do you think you've done, um, you know, or, or been able to partner with your company to do to improve patient experience over the years? Like any ideas that you had or things that you were able to work with, whether it was managers or doctors or, you know, your coworkers to just kind of improve the overall patient experience? Well, um, like right now we're working on a project with um, entering like as far as their um, annual and their recalls. Mm-hmm. We're putting all, you know, working on a project, doing all that, anything that wasn't entered so that the patient doesn't not get a reminder in a year for their annual exam or any follow-up appointments that they needed. Okay. So, um, yeah, know, that's, that's important because you want to keep people coming back and everyone right. gets busy. Sometimes they don't right. remember, so you want to have a good process to remind if, people. Yeah, if you don't remind them, they, they don't come back for two years, three years, they, and they don't even realize that it hasn't, it's been that long. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's that's great. So let me ask you this. What was the hardest thing over time? Because I know at Brunswick Hills and, and other healthcare organizations that I've worked with, sometimes there's a major change, whether it's your electronic system, change of management, you know, or anything corporate-wise. What was the biggest change that you had to navigate, and what did you do to um, to get through that and not be discouraged by by the transitions or the you know the changes in your workflow and all of that. Um, well, the transition, I mean, for the most part, was when we went to ECW when we switched from um, I think it was I don't I don't remember what we were working with, but we went into ECW. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what the first one was. Okay. And we switched over to um, eClinical Works, and, you know, there was a lot of problems when that switched over. So we wound up having to, you know, keep the flow for the patients and not have them experience any of the problems. We just stayed with, like, paper charts if we had to, if the system went down. 
Um, the patients yeah. usually never knew. We just worked it out, you know, behind. They really didn't know. It didn't affect them at all. So that was, right. you know, as long as they weren't affected and we were able to work it out. That right. Was so you were really projecting your whether it was a disorganization or your frustration or any complications weren't projected onto the patients, and you just absolutely sure not, you absolutely perfect. not. No, we always took care of it without the patients having to um, even know what was going on. And that's good. That's good. And you know, because those those changes are difficult. And there's even now when I speak to other people, you know, in healthcare, there everyone's still there's people still going through these processes with the changing of their electronic medical records. And it's a, it's a big feat. Even if you're going from one electronic system to another, you know, you have to make sure all the information is transferred and all the data is, you know, it's just it's a cumbersome project most of the time. And so having people on the front line that are, you know, going to work with you and work with the practice and the patients to help, that's always, always very helpful. Um, so now, uh, what is the what would you say is the best part of your job? The best part of my job, um, I guess, I love the I love the people. I love being able to, you know, make a difference to them and help them. And and everybody in Brunswick Hills is pretty much the same as far as caring for the patient. Right, right, right. So the, the culture of the people that you work so, with is very, very helpful. Yes, everybody, yeah. right. Everybody, you know, that's there pretty much just, you know, they care about the patient. It's not that they're just there to do their job. or Everybody works right. together as a team. Absolutely. For, for, for that amount of people to all work yeah. together, like, well that way, it's, yes. it's pretty impressive. Definitely, so, yeah, I as agree. Long as, you know, I, as long as the patient comes in, happy and goes out happy, and everything is taken care of the way it should be. Yep. That's, that's the goal, right? That's always the goal. And, some, you know, when, whenever you do um, ever work with people who aren't on that same page, it's very, you know, it's hard to, to bring them in, you know, into understanding that, you know, if we work as a team, we're going to get way more done. You know, we're yes. always going to be on the same page. You know, we're yes. going to be happier, the patients are going to be happier, and we're going to get our work done. So that's extremely yes. important. Um, but when so everybody's doing the same thing, that's pretty much what, you know, how it works. Right, right, right. right. And as long as it's, you know, in the best interest, and, and people feel that too, you know, and patients feel that, and that's the information they share with their friends and their colleagues when, you know, it's, it's thinking about referrals and, you know, having patients come back and, and introduce other people to the practice as well. Yes. So if you were not working in healthcare, what would you be doing? That is a good question because I do think of changing careers often and I don't know what exactly it is that I would want to do. Okay. I would want to work with numbers. I like to work with numbers. I could sit at the calculator and just okay, enter wow. in information all day long. Okay. Okay. Wow. So maybe something with accounting or... Accounting, or, billing, um, yes. By, you know, yes. I could on a okay. okay. Now, does, does your current employer know that you have this skill? No, <laughs> or that you definitely have that? not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> well, it's always good to share. You never know what other opportunities <laughs> may present themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're funny. Um, so how... 
Um, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? When you have, okay, so there's a lot of people who work in your office, and for my own experience there, there's a, you know, um, there's, it's a diverse group of people, diverse group of, you know, age groups and, and all of that. Now, whenever a conflict or an issue arises that may be based on someone saying something, whether it's gossip or just, you know, someone didn't approach the situation following whatever procedures are normal, how do you handle inter-office conflict things that are kind of behind the scenes, and, and what would you suggest for others, you know, other receptionists who may be dealing with things like that or have dealt with it in the past, what would your path be to, to deal with that? I do not get involved ever, and I would advise whoever it was, like, in this situation just to, you know, to keep it, you know, keep it low, keep it quiet. If it's something that they need to get, you know, above managers involved, do that, but especially at the front desk, nothing should ever, there should never be any conflict or personal conversation or anything going on at the front desk at any right. given time. Yes. But, oh, um, it, it but really, it happens, I mean, right? <laughs> but it, sometimes it, it does, it has, it does and it has, yes. Um, yeah. Never from in my whole eight years there have I seen it been a huge, like, never, I've never seen it to be a huge issue. Right. Anytime anybody was getting a little loud, I'd be like, guys, right. you, you got to take this, you know, just go in the yellow room. Like, we have this, like, yellow room. And I'm like, just mm -hmm. go in the yellow room. But I really, I mean, it has, I've really never really seen it happen. That's great. So let, let me tell you, so, so Cindy said, stay out of it. Right? You want to not yeah. be involved with something that has nothing to do with you. Well, I'm not going to get involved in any gossip. If you're going to ask me my opinion, um, you know, I'm going to, you know, see, take it as the situation comes. But no, I won't get, I don't, do not get involved in any of the gossip. Absolutely. And, and I think that's great. And that's, you know, that's a wonderful word of advice. Um, keeping it quiet or involve management when necessary. Even right. if you overhear something or someone tells you something, it doesn't mean you have to join the conversation and be a part, become a part of it, you know. Um, and sometimes, you know, when people start to go down the path with you, you can easily say, I'm not interested, you know, I don't want to be brought into this, um, and, and kind of exit yourself out of, out of being, you know, roped into any kind of conflicts or any negative kind of conversations. Um, it usually and also, doesn't even they, get um, to that. Right, right, right. Because you I know, don't engage in, a, in any cost, so it usually doesn't even get to the point where I'll have to say, keep me out of it. Right, right, right. And that's good. And, and other people need, need to know that too because sometimes um, everyone doesn't realize how, you know, a negative situation can kind of spread. And then it changes kind of the morale and just the feel of, you know, we spend a lot of time in an office at work. You know, you don't want to be surrounded by that. Um, and I like the other thing you said as far as keeping keeping calm or stepping away for a minute and coming back. You know, that's always helpful um, just to separate yourself from the moment or go have a, a conversation to, to uh, you know, diffuse things. So that's awesome. Um, so my last, my last um, question of advice would be, what would you, what advice would you give for a new employee who is joining a healthcare office or medical practice um, as a medical receptionist, what would your advice be to them? 
Okay, so I just had this because I'm training someone that we just hired about a week ago. Okay. And I don't, um, you know, focus on you. Don't follow what anybody you see. If anybody's on their phones, we're not supposed to be on our phones, so you shouldn't be on your phone. Um, we're not supposed to eat at the front desk. If you see anybody eating at the front desk, we're not supposed to, so don't, you know, right. don't yeah. do it. Don't ever discuss your paycheck, your anything, anything to do with, you know, payroll with any other employee because they will let you go in a second over something like that. Um, and um, what else did I, you know, just do what, you know, do what you... Yeah. Focus on learning what you need to do to be functional at your job, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, Follow the rules of the office. Like you said, certain things like no eating, no phones, those are very similar across many different specialties and private practices, um, you know, uh, primary care physicians as well. Um, you know, follow the procedures that are, are there for, for you and don't, you know, look at other people and say, oh, they're doing this, maybe I should do that. Um, keep your personal information as personal as possible, especially when you're just starting something you, you should feel and, and understand, you know, the, the, the lay of the land before you just kind of <laughs> put it out all out there. Right, right, right. So I, I think that's great advice uh, for new yeah. employees. And, um, you know, congratulations on that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I'm, I'm happy to speak with you today. I'm so glad you've been with Brunswick Hills for eight years. I had a wonderful time in my almost combined ten and a half years with Brunswick Hills and, you know, it was really um, important part of, of my career and I know for so many other people it, it has been. Um, so, Cindy, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much. You're very welcome. And again, this is episode six of Medical Receptionist Network podcast. Today, I'm going to send Cindy a free copy of the handbook for being such a wonderful guest. And I will be oh, back next you. week. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll be back next week with episode seven. Thank you so much. What a great show we had with Cindy today. I just wanted to follow up on one of the points that she made regarding speaking about salary with your coworkers and colleagues. Now, while it's not often looked upon as the best thing to do, and it's always it's not always in your best interest, however, it's not something that would be the sole reason that someone would be let go in most cases, simply because it's not a law and it's not a, you know, it's a rule that a lot of officers try to enforce, but if you do a little research on that, you will find that you know, an employer cannot truly prevent you in most cases unless you are the person responsible for um, payroll or, you you know, you are aware of all the salaries in, the, in you know, the facility if, if you have a, a management or business role there. However, um, it's not something that would keep you from, you know, keeping your job in most cases, like I said. However, please, when you're when you think about that, um, I've always recommended against it. I've never done it in my own career just because it does cause issues. First of all, you never know where someone else started. And it's not, and I'm, I'm not going to go into, you know, unfair pay and things like that. However, someone started at a job 15, 10 years ago, the starting rate may have been different. So if they're going and, and they're receiving percentage, you know, increases over time, you know, someone who started 
two years ago may have started higher and that that makes sense and now some places will reevaluate overall and you know bring uh, the company up to you know maybe a, a better living wage that works better for you know for their for their company and where their industry has has gone um, and the same with healthcare but it's not always the case and so when you're looking to discuss salary usually it's because you're you're hoping for either an increase or maybe you think that the wage is too low or you're happy about what the wage actually is or the salary um, but always do your research. You know, we talk about that in the medical receptionist handbook to success is, you know, do your own research, find out what's standard, find out what's average for your area, your specialty, find out what the national average is. That way, at least, you know, if you were, you know, given a fair rate um, to start, especially as a new employee and as a seasoned employee, you know, there are other ways to go, go about uh, looking into or requesting a, a salary increase if you believe that it's time for that for you. And so, you know, I just wanted to, to, to piggyback on that. Generally, if someone is, is let go and that, that might be part of the reason, but there's probably other reasons, um, or, you know, more valid reasons why someone, uh, would not be able to continue working for an employer other than simply discussing their salary with others. But like I said, you can look that up, you can type in, you know, Google and you can find, different articles as well as different um, websites that have kind of laws and, and uh, regulations regarding discussing salary at work and you can get some clarification on that if you're not sure. So I just wanted to touch on that and again thank you. This is episode six. Have a wonderful week.